It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is up, guys, and welcome to game day. It is Locked On Panthers here with Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire at Bill underscore Rossetti on Twitter. Here with you on Thursday, November 8th, and it is game day for the Carolina Panthers as they're set for a Thursday night showdown against Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we discussed the game, of course. You know, we'll, we'll talk about the injuries and kind of give like a final preview. We, of course, discussed the game myself and Tony Serino yesterday on the crossover edition of Locked on Panthers and Steelers. A lot of good info, I think, as always, in that one. So go check that out if you haven't already. I uh, had internet issues about yesterday, so unfortunately it was a bit late late Wednesday night getting it up, but uh, it is up for you guys to check out, and then check out this one as we'll jump into it, as of course with the Thursday, being that it is Thursday, and they're playing tonight, the injury reports are all set, so we know who is in and who is out, so we'll just recap what happened for both teams as far as the injuries report each of the three days, starting with the Panthers, starting on Monday. Now, it is listed that the, the Panthers did have a walkthrough on Monday, so the the statuses for each player from Monday, uh, or rather the practice report, is just an estimation since it is just a walkthrough. But Monday, uh, Ryan Khalil, David Mayo, and Torrey Smith were listed as uh, non-participants. Ryan Khalil with the ankle injury, Mayo with the groin, and Smith, of course, still dealing with that knee injury. Then Mario Addison with a shoulder, Captain Munnerlin with a chest injury, Cam Newton with that right shoulder, Greg Olson with the foot, and Eric Reed with a shoulder were all listed as limited participants on Monday. And again, we've seen this a couple new weeks now with Newton and Greg Olson. They've been listed as limited once or twice each of like the last about three or four weeks, if not more, uh, you know, just kind of being cautious as it were with them. Uh, then you get to Tuesday. It was basically the same thing. Same players with the same uh, injury designations. Khalil, Mayo, Smith did not practice. Addison, Munnerlin, Newton, Olsen, and Reed were limited. And then you get to Wednesday, uh, Ryan Khalil and Torrey Smith, again, did not practice. Neither did Marquise Haynes. He was actually a late addition with an illness, and he is out for tonight's game, as is Torrey Smith. So I believe this is three games in a row now that Torrey Smith will have missed. Uh, As for the limited participants, Wednesday was Addison, Mayo, and Reed, while Munnerlin, Newton, and Olsen were upgraded to full participants on Wednesday. So Marquise Haynes and Torrey Smith are out. Mario Addison, Ryan Khalil, David Mayo, and Eric Reed are questionable. And this is where you know we we talk about the disadvantage of these 
Thursday games in these short weeks, if you have players that are banged up, it gets very difficult for them to get out there and uh, be able to play. You know, look, you look at a guy like Haynes, um, a late ad, you know, coming down with a sickness on Wednesday. Normally, he'd have a couple days to get himself back and maybe have a shot to play Sunday. But as it were, he gets sick Wednesday. Really, no. Really, at that point, there wasn't much of a chance, and they made it official. He is out, and then Tory Smith, not much time to recover. Not much more time to recover to try to play this week. Uh, we'll see come week 11, but those two are out. And again, the other guys with their injuries. I imagine, though, that they are, especially guys like Eric Reed and Mario Addison, I imagine they'd be good to go. Ryan Khalil, you know, he's always a 50-50 when it comes to injuries lately. So we'll keep an eye on him and then. David Mayo, you know, kind of the top reserve linebacker. So if he can't go, that loses a little bit of depth behind the top three. So, you know, it could mean someone like Jermaine Carter steps up in an emergency role if need be. Uh, if we shift the attention to the Steelers in the same situation, they had a walk. They actually did not practice on Monday. So uh, the injury report once just like the Panthers, had a uh, rough estimation of Monday. I guess kind of similar to, you know, or kind of based on the other days. But as far as Monday goes, or at least what they estimated for Monday, tackle Marcus Gilbert with a knee injury, cornerback Joe Hayden, not injury-related, center Marquise Pouncey, not injury-related, so likely uh, just rest days for them, and Ben Roethlisberger, with a finger on his left hand, so his non-throwing hand. And then Daniel McCullers with an ankle injury, the defensive tackle. Wide receiver Ryan Switzer with an ankle injury, and wide receiver James Washington with a knee injury were limited on Monday. You get to Tuesday. Gilbert, again, did not practice. Gilbert did not practice. Uh, McCullers was actually downgraded to a non-participant, so we went from limited Tuesday or limited Monday to nothing on Tuesday, and then Ben Roethlisberger also did not practice. But you know, there's nothing. We haven't really heard anything that suggests that Ben Roethlisberger will miss tonight's game. In fact, he ended up being a full participant on Wednesday, and not even listed on the injury report. So Roethlisberger will be good to go. Uh, Antonio Brown likely getting a rest day, and Ryan Switzer with that ankle injury were both limited on Tuesday. And then Joe Hayden returned to practice Tuesday, Marquise, as did Marquise Pouncey, and James Washington was upgraded to a full participant. And then Wednesday, Gilbert and McCullers again did not practice, and everybody else on the injury report were full participants, Brown, Hayden, Pouncey, Roethlisberger, Switzer, and Washington. So there's only two players listed on the status report for the Steelers, that being Marcus Gilbert and Daniel McCullers. So not really a surprise since neither of them practiced Tuesday or Wednesday. They are both out. So again, kind of... Yeah, I guess just going by that estimate, maybe they just figured maybe McCullers had a shot 
to practice a little bit, and that's why they listed him as limited on Monday. But really, you're focusing on Tuesday and Wednesday, and neither of them played. So Gilbert is out, as is McCullers. Uh, so a bit of a hit on the offensive line. You know, that's just... Uh, you know, so you, you could be looking at maybe someone like Zach Banner or someone. You know, it'll be interesting to see who the Steelers uh, put in. In fact, let me look it up right now, see what is going on as far as uh, this, as far as who might replace Marcus Gilbert because he's typically your uh, left tackle, or excuse me, right tackle. So it'll be interesting. I mean, Zach Banner is listed as the uh, as the backup right tackle, so maybe he moves up. He, of course, is that big dude out of USC, 6'8", 360 pounds. Uh, I remember seeing him at the Senior Bowl a couple years ago. He was an interesting prospect. You know, there was, there was some talk on him, but mostly it was about his size, but... It was, you know, kind of a mishmash, if you will, of, uh, you know, reports or scouting things or, you know, what just, just what people thought of him, I guess. So there was, uh, there was a little bit of love. There was a lot of, I don't know if I want to say confusion, but he was certainly an intriguing prospect. So if he ends up getting the start at right tackle... Which would be his first career start, by the way. Um, that certainly plays into the hands, or that's certainly going to be a little bit of an advantage for the Panthers because you know you're you're bringing that pass rush now against a pretty inexperienced right tackle in Zach Banner or whoever the case may be, but likely. And actually, it won't be. I'm actually just looking it up now. My apologies. Uh, it'll be... And it shows uh, how much I've been watching their offensive line lately. Uh, it's been a few weeks, actually. This will actually be uh, the fourth start for Matt Feeler. If I'm saying that right. F-E-I-L-E-R. Uh, Feeler... Another one of their backup tight or backup linemen, uh, regularly listed as the backup right guard behind DeCastro, at least if you're looking at the depth chart for the Steelers. But he's been rolling, I guess he's been rolling as the offense, as the right tackle in replace of Gilbert. And you know, from what I'm reading, real quick, Feeler has played well in place of Gilbert, so. You know, so it doesn't look, I guess in that sense, it's not going to hurt the Steelers too much in terms of defending this Panthers pass rush. And like we talked about uh, yesterday on the crossover, both of these teams, both of these teams have had very good offensive lines lately. Uh, the, the Ravens played these two, both these teams the last two weeks, and neither of them or the Ravens only got one total sack in both games, and that was the end of the Steelers game. And, you know, this was a Ravens team that came into that 
Panthers game leading the league in sacks. So credit both offensive lines. So it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, how both of these teams can kind of get after it in terms of the pass rush, if they can generate any kind of pressure on these quarterbacks. Really, that that could be the difference. If, if either of these teams can get some kind of pass rush tonight, that'll probably be the difference in this game and could, and whoever gets, and if anyone is able to generate more pass rush, they could wind up winning this game, you know, especially a Panthers team that is on the road. I'd imagine want to try to control the clock as much as possible, being that this is a short week, it's a road game, you know, they really want to try to uh, just keep things in control for them. So it'll be so that that'll probably be one of the matchups I'm looking forward to most is uh, both of these offensive lines against both of these defensive lines. So uh, should be interesting to watch tonight for sure. Take a quick break. Come back. Uh, one more quick preview of this game, and then I also want to get into the big news out of New Orleans yesterday since it certainly impacts the Panthers a little bit being in the same division but before we get into that I want to thank our good friends over at bluechew.com hey folks or especially guys uh, remember the days when you were always ready to go well now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed listen up blue chew that's blue like the color blue Brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them any time, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready to go whenever that opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct... They're cheaper than a pharmacy. So right now we've got a special deal for you listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. All you have to do is pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code LOCKEDON and try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So as we kind of finish up our look ahead to Panthers and Steelers, I guess, like you said, we kind of discussed it on the crossover, but I think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game. These are two of the better offenses in the NFL uh, I actually looked it up. There's uh, 12 teams right now in the NFL that are averaging 27.5 points per game or more, and the Steelers and Panthers are both in that group. The Steelers are ninth in terms of points per game. The Panthers are tied for 11th with the L.A. Chargers. So I think there's going to be a lot of points put up on this board. 
or a lot of points put up in this game. Uh, I do believe it's going to come down to one of the final possessions, if not the final possession. I could see this being a final possession game for the Steelers. They drive the field, and Chris Boswell, I know he's been missing some kicks, but it could come down to him kicking a game-winning field goal to win it for the Panthers, or excuse me, win it for the Steelers. Obviously, we'd be happy if Graham Gano can pull that same situation and win it for the Panthers, maybe another 60-yarder like he had against the Giants. But I, I just think these two teams are going to go back and forth. I think both these offenses are just playing very well. You know, the Steelers' offense is going to be it's, – it's pretty tough to defend now because Jay, we, we've seen how James Conner has played extremely well in place of Le'Veon Bell. We already – we all know about Antonio Brown, and now Antonio Brown finally has that strong weapon opposite of him in the receiving group in Juju Smith-Schuster. So it's going to be interesting, and it, you know we, we touched on it a bit when I was with Matt Williamson unlocked on NFL, and we touched on it a bit yesterday with Tony. It'll be intriguing to see how the Panthers match up against Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. Do they have the corners shadow both receivers? Do they just let them play on both sides of the ball? Or their their own side of the ball? You know, it'll it'll be it'll be fun to watch how they kind of go how they kind of go back and forth. Or I should say rather uh, how they how they follow the receivers, I, I guess you can say. So that, like I said, other than the the offensive lines, I think that's that's going to be the matchup to watch is uh, this Panthers secondary against Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster and how they how they kind of attack them. But I am picking the Steelers to win this one. I think being at home and being on the short week. You know, two, two top offenses. I think the short week is going to slightly favor Pittsburgh here. You know, Carolina has to make a bit of a travel. And we've seen uh, we've seen road teams kind of struggle a little bit. In fact, I'm actually looking it up right now. I'll check real quick what the Thursday night or how the... How the, how the road teams have fared on Thursday night so far this season, as I'm trying to remember. The, the, only road the only road team, excuse me, that I could think of that won on Thursday night, and I, I could be missing one, that's why I'm going to double check, but the, the one that I can remember for sure that won on the road, that was the Eagles. Let's see. Bengals won at home. Browns won at home. Rams won at home. Patriots won at home before the Eagles finally beat the Giants. Oh, that's right. And then the, the Broncos throttled the Cardinals. So that was two in a row. But then the Texans beat the Dolphins. And last week, the 49ers beat up on the Raiders. So only two teams so far this season, the Eagles and the Broncos, have gone on the road on a Thursday night. And actually came away with the victory. So it doesn't fare well. But I mean if, if any team can do it. 
it is the Panthers. They, they definitely have a shot to go into Pittsburgh and get this victory. But I am saying Pittsburgh, and I am saying 34-31. to 31. And if we check my bookie real quick, I'm curious. When we did, when we did the crossover yesterday... The, the line was actually minus four in favor of the Steelers. That has, it's dropped slightly since then. It's now Pittsburgh minus three and a half. Over-under is now 52 and a half. So, in that sense, I would take the Steelers straight up, but I would take the Panthers with the three and a half, since, like I said, I believe it's only going to be a field goal game, if that. So it should be uh, really interesting. I, I think it's going to be a really close battle. Like I said, I think it can go back and forth, and I think it's going to come down to... Gouveia will come down to whoever has the ball last with the way these two offenses are. Uh, of course, tomorrow we'll recap this game and also give you the rest of the picks for Week 10, courtesy of my bookie. So that's kind of your final look at the... Thursday night game tonight, the Panthers and the Steelers. We'll take one one more quick break, come back, and I want to discuss quick the Des Bryant news in New Orleans. But before we get into that, of course, I want to thank our, our other great friends over at VividSeats.com. Folks, Vivid Seats is just uh, a great experience in terms of finding the seats you want and finding the prices that you want. They're very excellent in helping you sort through tickets to all your favorite events like sports, concerts, theater, what, whatever you're looking for. You can sort by price, sort by section, whatever you want. It's a very easy place to use. And if you haven't tried it and you want to save yourself some money, now is the perfect time to try out Vivid Seats to find a sporting event of your choice because Vivid Seats is offering new customers a $20 coupon, essentially. $20 off orders of $200 or more. So if you're out there, if you're down in the Carolinas, you want to see the Panthers coming up, you know, they, they've got a, a home game coming up against the Seahawks if you want to check them out. So, uh, or possibly that big Monday night game, week 15 against the Saints. Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets to there and wherever else you want to go. Again, all you have to do is go to the, uh, Vivid Seats app, which you can get on Apple, the Apple Store or Google Play. Use the promo code uh, Locked On, and that gets you twenty dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more. So again, Vivid Seats. These are for new customers. Vivid Seats app at the Apple Store or Google Play. Promo code Locked On gets you twenty-five dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more. And again, another shout out to Vivid Seats and to Blue Chew for being a part of our podcast and our podcast network. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So as we wrap it up here on this game day edition, we'll, you know, turn the tide a little bit from the from the Panthers, but of course stay in the NFC South as the big news coming out of New Orleans yesterday. Des Bryant is finally off the free agent market. He is signing with the New Orleans Saints. And before I give my t- take on it, I want to uh, shift you guys over to our good buddy Ross Jackson over at Locked On Saints, who gave his thoughts on the Des Bryant info. So here's Ross discussing Des to the Saints, and then I'll chime in with my thoughts. What is good, football fans? My name is Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast, the daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team every day. And we have some breaking news here coming out of New Orleans. Des Bryant, former superstar wide receiver of Dallas Cowboys and the New Orleans Saints have agreed to terms on a deal that will be signed this week, making Des Bryant a member of the New Orleans Saints and an offense that already includes superstars such as quarterback Drew Brees, wide receiver Michael Thomas, running back Alvin Kamara, running back Mark Ingram, and an incredible offensive line. This is just a testament to the fact the Saints front office is not willing to be complacent with an already electrifying offense and that they want to win now. This is a win now, let's go get a ring type of move, and I love it. If you want to know more about this deal, and if you want to keep up with Des Bryant's here as a New Orleans Saint, make sure that you subscribe to the Locked on Saints podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it is that you get your podcast from. Just be sure to subscribe so that you know you're getting the most up-to-date episodes every Monday through Friday. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson ASC so that you can keep up with what has already been and what promises to be a very special season here in New Orleans. So that's Ross Jackson. Uh, big shout out to him again. Go check him out, of course, on the Locked On Saints podcast. And he's right. This is a win now mode, a win now signing for the Saints. They're seven and one. They just came off putting up. And, and remember, without Des Bryant, this is an offense that just put up 45 points against the previously undefeated LA Rams team. So they're going for the gusto. They see that they've got real good. Super Bowl aspirations, and especially now that they are essentially in the driver's seat, or at least they have the inside track to the number one seed. I know the Rams technically are still number one right now, being at eight and one versus the Rams seven and one, but that head-to-head now is going to loom very large if both of these teams end up winning their divisions, and you know both of these teams keep winning. And like he said, you, you already have so many playmakers. I mean, this this is just an added dimension. I mean, Michael Thomas is coming off a 200-plus yard performance last week. And now you have Des Bryant, who you know opposing defenses are obviously going to have to at least focus on a little bit. Uh, the question is, are his drops a thing of the past? We know he hasn't fared well as far as 
uh, number of drops over the last couple seasons. So we have to see if those are taken care of. But, I mean, in, in this kind of offense where he's obviously not going to be the focal point, you're, you're still – your main concern in the receiving group is still Michael Thomas. Des Bryant is almost like a secondary option, but he's one hell of a secondary option at this point. So I, I think this is a, a fantastic situation, and th- this is what Des Bryant was waiting for was that uh, right situation because we know he had an offer from the Ravens, a pretty good offer from the Ravens, and he turned it down. He worked out with the Browns. He just wanted to find that right fit, and you really can't find too many better fits at this point than New Orleans. Again, a team that's right there in the mix for the Super Bowl. Uh, They're just... we, We talk about... You know, these top NFC teams and how complete they are, and the Saints are are certainly one of them. This very well could be one of those finishing pieces. And we have, and we we talked about Des Bryant not being the focal point. That was, I didn't even mention, like Ross said, the running backs, particularly Alvin Kamara. Uh, So now you're getting to a point where you're. You're you're really wondering how you're going to have to defend these guys, and you know even if you do shift some attention to Des Bryant, that could very well leave Michael Thomas just even more open, or make him even more effective than he already has. And we know teams have have trouble guarding Michael Thomas. That's why they call him can't guard Mike. So I will be re- very very intrigued. You know, and, and as I'm sure a lot, a lot of people are, a lot of people will be very excited to watch how how Des Bryant will fit into this offense and how how he works with his teammates. And I mean, you know, it, it doesn't get much better than being able to catch passes from Drew Brees. Uh, I wonder if he'll, you know, and, and someone like him, he probably doesn't need too much practice. It wouldn't be too surprising if he's out there on the field right away this Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals, who have a pretty good defense to their own. So it's a pretty decent test, at least for the Saints' offense. And, of course, the Bengals are coming off a bye. So it'll be fun to watch how they utilize Dez and get him get him involved right away. But there, there's no doubt this is one of those... Uh, the Super Bowl is in our window, and let's face it, especially with the age of Drew Brees, that window's closing. But it seems like it's creaked open just enough that there's still a shot. And if you recall, the Saints were my preseason pick to win the NFC. I certainly didn't expect the Rams to get off to as hot of a start as they did. And then obviously the Panthers are playing fantastic. So, you know, they're, they're still, and you, you can't count out the Eagles. I still think they're going to come back and win the division. So I think the NFC playoffs are going to be very exciting. But, um, and, and I mean, this this is just another uh, another NFC team adding a, a solid, or an NFC contender adding a solid wide receiver. You know, you, speaking of Philadelphia, remember, they traded for Golden Tate. Uh, of course, the Cowboys, I mean, not that they're much of a contender now at 3-5, and five, but they made the trade for Amari Cooper. So... You know, the, the moves and the signings just continue to happen, and it's going to make these final eight weeks very fun to watch. So, 
that'll wrap things up here. Uh, that that being said, I think the Panthers, uh, you know, again, we don't see they don't see the Saints till week 15, so they'll have plenty of time to watch the Saints and figure out how they're going to match up with all these guys. So I would, so yeah, you know, it's a little worrisome at first, at least that initial shock, but you know, to have this time to you know, by the time you play the Saints, you're going to have all this game film to watch. So I'm sure Eric Washington will come up with something. Uh, but with that being said, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, enjoy the game tonight, as always. Uh, of course, Thursday Night Football on Fox. So our buddies Joe Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the call. We'll, of course, be back tomorrow to wrap it up, recap the game and as always, since it, tomorrow is Friday, we will, as always, do the my bookie picks for the rest of Week 11. So until next time, enjoy the game. Thanks for listening. Remember, at Bill Rossetti, Bill underscore Rossetti on Twitter. I'm almost forgetting my own Twitter handle. Check me out on Twitter, Panthers Wire, Bengals Wire, and, of course, here on Locked on Panthers. So until next time, keep it locked right here on L.O.P. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.